better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT. Hello, guys. I'm Joey. And today, guys, we're discussing too much jujitsu. Is it possible? Can you do too much jujitsu? Because that's the thing. We find jujitsu and we, we enjoy it, we embrace it. And then before we know it, it's like you start to shape your life around it because it's so enjoyable. There's so many benefits. Then all our friends are there. And then all our social activities revolve around jujitsu, tournaments, everything. And then you start to get injured, the body starts to get sore. And really, you are finding that jujitsu is actually taking over your life to the point that you can't live your life normally, but then you also can't keep doing jujitsu the way you want to. And this is what we're talking about, guys. It's like- But you keep doing it. Yeah. You just keep going because it's the addiction. It's the love because it is such a great thing. It's also the culture of jujitsu. It encourages volume. Yep. It encourages constant attendance, frequency. It rewards that inadvertently. Yes. Doesn't it? It's like, ah, oh, the people that show up, ah, oh, so-and-so's here every day grinding kind of thing. Yep. There's a lot of respect around that. And there, you know, there is obviously that shows a level of dedication that is admirable in many ways. Yeah. We've done it for periods, haven't we? Of course. And I think also because jiu-jitsu is so big, there's so much to learn. When you realize, my God, this, I've got all this knowledge I need to get my head around, I better be at training all of the time. But this is what I wanted to say relevant to there being too much training of jiu-jitsu is – your body cannot necessarily take what your mind is willing to take on. Like there can be a distinct difference between what your body can tolerate and what you're prepared to do. And depending on at what age you come to start jujitsu, whether you're starting later or earlier, if you are younger, you can tolerate more physical stress if you're in good nick. But if you're, regardless of age, if you're out of shape, you've already got pre-existing injuries, you've got fused, you know, discs you know like you've got various problems you will have less tolerance so how do we approach this so what i thought is we would start at the start how does it start how does it start that we we're doing jujitsu and then we take it too far for some of my friends it's been competition their coach has said hey you haven't done a competition yet you've trained jujitsu for you know a year 18 months you should do a comp yeah everyone's doing it Hey, well, you know, we've got 20 guys going. It's going to be fun. Yeah, your mate's doing it. We'll all go to comp. All right, comp training. Extra rounds. Expectation. You tell your friends to be there. Performance anxiety. More intensity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It ramps up. And this is where I've seen people tend to really pick up their intensity and start to do too much. Yeah, there's a reward system that occurs when you train more. Mm. I wouldn't hold the leaders of jiu-jitsu gyms accountable to this necessarily, but I think that they are the reason it happens. Yeah. Because your coach is like, hey, man, like you say to them, you sign up, you start training jiu-jitsu, it's great. how often do you think I should do it? I mean, show up every day. Like mm. the more you train, the better you get, you know? Okay, cool. And obviously the coach wants you to get better as fast as possible. They want the best for you, but they also want the gym to be busy. They want the members to be engaged. 
you know, this is this is what it is. It's it's you know, this is how you keep the dream alive. More more bodies on the mat is good for the gym. Yeah, and so naturally, coaches like get here every day, and you're like, okay, cool, and you you start going every day, and you know, for a period, it's really fun and rewarding and great. The problem is, is that there's no discussion around. Man, what other factors have you got going on in your life? Are you getting enough sleep? Yeah. Do you, you know, you working out? Do you have kids? Like, yeah. do you eat well? Like, are you making the time to recover and shit? These are really basic things that are discussed in the gym realm, like in the physical training realm, aren't they? Like, yeah. you go and lift weights with a personal trainer or something, that's all discussed. Yes. Yeah, with a good one. But in jiu-jitsu, it's just disregarded. We don't look at it from that mechanical perspective, do we? It's no. just like train harder, more pull harder, you'll get better. Yeah, and it's, I guess, much more kind of philosophical, like – do you have that kind of warrior spirit? Are you going to show up even when you're sore, even when you're tired and just give it your all? That's right. And it's great because there's not many things in our life that test us in that way to push us to confront our insufficiencies and all of that. But that said, that's also really negligent because that doesn't treat you as an individual because as an individual, you, you might have a bunch of problems. Yeah, you might have broke your ankle when you're a teenager or you might have scoliosis, or you might have a bunch of problems that putting yourself under pressure, under stack pass, under big Steve, who's 120 kilos, is going to potentially herniate the discs in your neck and mean that you have pain for a long time thereafter. So that's when it starts to get too much because the thing that we're trying to drill down into to get clear on is you might be training twice a week or three times a week. That feels good you want to get better, it just seems like more is better. Yeah. I'm going to phrase it this way and say, I don't think more is better. I think quality wins. So there are ways to make your three sessions better. If you want to do four, that's cool. Some people will stretch to five. But if you're training jujitsu five times a week, I honestly think you're probably missing a few other things you need, which might just be doing some stretching. It might just be doing some walking just doing things which are healthy but not performance-based. Because jiu-jitsu is such an intensive thing in terms of performance. Yeah, it's, it's strength, it's flexibility, it's fitness. You know, it's your ability to get squashed. There's like so many things in there which make it athletically demanding, even though you could look at your common jiu-jitsu person and they don't necessarily look that athletic. That's right. You know, even at Alliance, at our gym, there's some guys in there. Ollie. Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have called him out, but like, he's an animal. He he, he, he trains he, hard. Yeah, yeah, he'll fuck you up, purple belt. But he doesn't necessarily look like an animal. No. Yeah, it just looks looks like a bloke. But he's taped up. He's always like his wrist. Yeah, his ankle, and he's ready for war. Oh, yeah, always. But he's always banged up, and he doesn't. You wouldn't look at him and say, "That guy's athletic. That guy could jump me." You know, if you're walking down the street, you wouldn't you wouldn't be scared of Ollie per se. You roll with him. It's a bit of a nightmare. If you're in your early 20s and you listen to this, then no doubt you'd be like, this is some bullshit. I don't need to hear this shit. <laughs> Forget these guys. Yeah, and we can't blame you, young person, for thinking that way. <laughs> if you're in your you know, your late 30s, your early 40s, then you're like, tell me, guys, what do I need to do? <laughs> tell me more. Tell, tell me, me more. more. Yeah, please. Um, and, he, you know, there's, there's, we got to acknowledge, like, like JT said, you get away with this shit when you're, when you're younger and you can burn the candle at both ends and, and keep coming in and not, you know, not get punished for it. Mm. Um, but the problem is, and this is, I think, what – so even if you're hearing this and you're like, nah, it's fucking not relevant, it's old man shit, something to keep in your mind is that the, JT and I both – we both went through this, 
this fire of being young and just training like motherfuckers, right? Sure. And a part of me thinks that that's an important kind of rite of passage within the art to learn. Yeah, and it's like, and if you can burn the candle at both ends and make it out to the other side, and that's a great experience, Definitely. even though it's like, oh, maybe I could have done that a little bit more intelligently. There's something to be gained from it. However, a point in your life definitely comes where you realize, oh, I can't keep doing this. Yep. I see, and I'm sure you would uh, agree with this in jiu-jitsu, that a lot of people get to that point where they're forced to recognize that, but they refuse to recognize it and continue to train in the same way, and they ultimately burn out. Cognitive dissidence, yes. They either quit the sport or they get hurt so bad that that's never really, you know, jiu-jitsu is not what it once was to them. Body breakdown. Yeah. I think this is where it leads. So there's warning signs, you know, how much is too much? A lot of people say this to us, like whether it's um, how much is too much BJJ and then how much is too much gym? And it is different relevant to an individual because some people have better tolerance for doing weightlifting. Some people have better tolerance for doing mobility, flexibility training. Some people have better tolerance for just getting uh, minced on the mats you see people who are quite quite resilient in that way. The thing we don't see is people's quiet moments. And I've had some of those quiet moments of crippling pain and really questioning, like, I'm meant to be a personal trainer. <laughs> I'm also meant to be a strength coach. I can't stand on my two feet. Like, I can't stand up straight. I'm literally using a broomstick <laughs> to <laughs> hobble to the bathroom while I, I will eat, you know, 100 milligrams of whatever painkiller, 500 milligrams of what other anti-inflammatory, like destroying potentially my gut health just in the name of having a normal function. And this is not an old person. This is why I'm, tw- this is why I'm 28 years old. I'm 29 years old and feeling strong and fit as possible but can't stand up straight. Mm. And still in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm fit. No, I'm strong. Savage. This, I, can, I can do this, you know. Just- don't challenge me right now. Yeah, just <laughs> give me a couple hours and we get a meal in me. I'll be I'll be good after. <laughs> and that's the, and that's the thing, guys. We, we we all do this because we don't want to think of ourselves as vulnerable. We don't want to think of ourselves as weak, because you know we get enough of that in life. And then to have the thing we love, jujitsu, just bring that home so hard is very confronting. And we just try and keep going, you know. Just t- whatever, tape it, take the drugs, whatever it takes, you know. The other side of that is uh, I liken it to when you're trying to avoid junk food. Yeah. And you get up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to fucking nail it today, man. I'm going to have clean breakfast. I'm going to, you know, yeah. I'll often do this. Like I'll feel this this thing in my head. Um, yeah, I'm going to fucking eat real good. I'm Eggs, avocado. Sure, yeah, you know, make sure I take my banana and protein shake and, you know, do the whole thing. And then like it's like – 12 hours later and it's after dinner and you're like, where's that fucking chocolate at? I want some chocolate. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, you just, yeah, and yeah. all that shit you said in the morning is yeah. just- It's gone. It's gone. Or I'll do it with sleep where it's like, man, I'm so tired. I'm going to bed really early tonight. Yeah. And then it's like 9.30 and Miss like, you want to put on Netflix? I'm like, yeah, put yeah, it on. Girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, I should have be doing you know, this. You know yeah. in your head. Like it's and like- jujitsu is the same because you- you you you'll wake up and you'll experience that that pain and the tight and you'll be like man I'm so foggy I didn't sleep enough like training last night or yesterday was really fucking hard I need to I need to catch up on rest but then it rolls around to the evening and you drag yourself to the gym and you scrape through the warm up and you do some drill and fucking around talking to your mate and then start rolling and get that first round in you yeah. feel good yeah yeah and yeah, you're like adrenaline. I'm fucking back I'm good let's go and you have another mad session yes and then the next morning you're like oh 
man, I dug the hole again. <laughs> That's this only jujitsu does that chasing the dragon yeah where you're like it, because of all the stress hormones like all the adrenaline and shit when you start rolling you just you don't feel all the pain and all no. the tiredness no. you're forced into action and it's a wonderful thing but it's masking how fucking broken you really are that's true and you know this this culture of like just show up no matter what yes it's a it's a good thing people need more discipline it's healthy but if you're applying it repeatedly and you, you're fucking waking up and you're feeling like shit, man, it's telling you like, dude, stop applying that discipline. Yeah. And look, I'm going to give an example of our mate Keller, who is a savage, who is a, is a judo black belt, jiu-jitsu black belt, ADCC rep, tough guy, monster to roll, always down for a war. Anyone, he'll roll you, he doesn't care, he's tough as. But he has also accrued a lot of injuries over his career and has recently, you know, he's a mate of mine, said to me, man, my body's wrecked. Because he likes to do stuff on the weekend. The guy will go bloody downhill bike riding. He'll go bloody kite surfing. Like, he's not a guy who just does jiu-jitsu. He does many things. But he's like, man, I'm just, man, I'm always in pain. Always. It's, he won't shy away from it. Like, he's going to not, not train. But he has definitely recognized this point of being like, man, my body. And that's why he, he came in today. He was doing some bulletproof. And uh, he's going to be doing bulletproof in his lead up to the next ADCC. But he has recognized. Now, he's not an old guy. You were in his corner for last ADCC. I was. You? I did corner him. When he fought uh, Murillo. Murillo. And that was like a last minute thing. Uh, yeah, George bailed on him. So George Hanlon, who is co-owner uh, yeah. co of Grappling Education, yep. was meant to be coaching uh, Keller. And it was the night before and we were at dinner. And George said, Oh, hey, Keller, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm a geezer and I'm not going to coach you. No, <laughs> no, sorry, George, respect. But um, George said, oh, the ADCC has offered me to be an official and he wanted to get like pally with the guys. So he said, oh, I can't coach you. And Keller just turned to me and said, hey, man, could you coach me tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, of course. I already had a coach's pass for um, kind of the absolute guys, but I was like, sure thing. He did great. He did a bloody flying Kezagatami. But he took, he took – didn't took he take Murillo down? He took Murillo down hard but it was in no points. Yeah. Like he just went – because he was getting stalled. And, he, you know, Kel's like, fuck this. And just bloody full like um, Koshigaruma like headlocks throw. Yeah. Boom. And just like threw it hard and s smashed him on the ground so hard. And then Murillo like pulled guard and stalled the whole fight. Did nothing. And Keller's – like Keller stood up into a full squat, sat back – and he's trying to bench Marillo's hips off him, like could not get him out of close guard. Marillo did nothing. They gave the win to Marillo. Of course. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's natural. He's, <laughs> he's better at jiu-jitsu. He's Brazilian, right? But no, it was, it was a bit of an atrocity because Keller actually had a really good run in his category, like uh, styles-wise. It would have been nice to see him go further. Definitely, this guy trains as hard as anyone as I have seen, and I believe he's one of the best competitors we have in Australia. And he has said to me, I need to fix what's going on with my body. And so this body breakdown where you can't have your normal life function, you can't chase after your kid, <laughs> you know, try and put your shoes on. This is the test for me. I know if I've, you know, my hip flexors or my back's too jacked up. Just standing in the morning, I always try and put my shoes on standing up. Mm. I don't sit on the ground. I stand there. It's a Bruce Lee thing. Bruce Lee used to do it. He's like, use it as a balance exercise. Yeah. You stand to put your socks on. And you don't put your other foot down and then you stand to put your shoes on. You don't have your shoes laced. You have to stand there, put your shoe on and lace them 
holding your leg up and, and balance, right? Yeah. And I kind of use this as a bit of a, a test. There are mornings where I'm like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> Ollie, give me a chair. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, she's still in bed. <laughs> it's 5 a.m. But you know what I mean? Like it, it's one of these things that I, I do have these check-ins with myself and I, there's a subconscious voice that goes, what the fuck are you doing? You can't put your fucking shoes on. Are you a child? Are you, like what do you – like be reasonable. I do have that – I know Joe's looking at me like, you don't have that voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these thoughts don't cross your mind, but they do. I, I, have, I have two very strong voices in my mind. One is like – just strap it. <laughs> Who cares? As long as you can roll, you're good. And then I have the other voice, which is the voice of reason. And then there's and, – and you probably experienced this, guys, where you, you're actually questioning, what do I do now? Like I'm at this point, body feels broken. I don't know how to come back. So that's what I want to talk about. I think this is an important point and this is relevant to Keller too. I just said, mate, two days a week, we've got to do, do, we have to do things that are going to unfuck your body. We have to. Because you're going to go out there on that mat and go to war like two, three times a day. We have to put time into restoring. So for, for many of you out there, you may have been to see the physio. Some of you may be scared. You don't want to know. You, you maybe haven't had an MRI or you haven't had a scan to check exactly what's wrong because maybe you're afraid of surgery or whatever it might be. Um, the, the thing that we need to do here is we need to acknowledge it's time to make a change what do we need to do? So for me, the thing that I've done more recently is I have reduced my heavy lifting a bit. I'm still doing resistance work, but I'm definitely putting more time into my mobility and stretching. You've turned into a pussy, bro. That's basically what I'm saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think it's one of those things. It's like- You don't uh, look at me. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? Well, I, no, I, I definitely feel like the harder thing for me to do is the stretching. Of course. Like lift, the lifting is the fun yeah, thing. Yeah, that's your, that's your jam. I love it. So it's actually mentally much harder for me to go to a place of, I guess, weakness or limitation and hang out there and be like, God, I suck at this mm. and still still do it. How about yourself, Joe? Uh, look, in my training, I, I've been pretty moderate with jiu-jitsu for a long time and I've also been pretty moderate with my strength and mobility for the last – you know, since having a child because got a child, like it's just hard to get the time over the last year. Definitely. So that's actually been really healthy for me because I do two <laughs> yeah. days two days of strength work, yeah. you know, strength and mobility together. I'm yep. basically, I've been following the Bulletproof standards. Standards, yeah. Yeah, which drops soon. Um, it's great. It's mobility and strength together in the one workout. It's like 60 to 90 minutes. I do it twice a week and I'm done. It's good. Um, obviously, I do some stuff on the mats before and after class. And then I'm at jiu-jitsu twice a week. And that's also a very low-volume jiu-jitsu approach. But it's something I recognized like two years ago or three years ago when I started back up at Alliance was like, look, I can only make two evenings a week work. Yep. So that's it. And I just stuck to it. And I've been also hyper consistent with those two sessions a week. I guess for, for some folks listening who are maybe not in that mind frame, but more in the mind frame of, oh man, I'm training like four or five times a week and I'm, I'm feeling smoked. Like that's all well and good, right? You will be progressing faster. But what often happens, and we've seen this play out so many times over the years, is that the people that train like a freakish large volume per week, they're the people that usually get injured yep. and they take the big breaks. Yep. So it's like, all right, maybe coming in five, six days a week, you're a real savage, you know, you're showing up for, you know, three months, you know, not missing a class, but then you're fucking out for two months Yeah. because you've got that shoulder thing that's flared up again or, you, you know, your back's fucked or whatever it is. It's like, well, that like, okay, yeah, you had three really good months, but then you had two months off. 
Yep. So if we average that out, maybe if you just trained like three sessions a week, mm. it would be more sustainable and you'd be able to keep it going, you know, consistently. Yeah, but that's not poor hearted, Joe. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's – Consistency ain't sexy, son. Yeah, consistency's pussies. <laughs> um, it, but it's, I think it's a really important thing to look at because if you're looking in the short term, it's like, oh, this week I trained six times. Like, who gives a shit? Show me what you've done for the last two years. Yeah. And if you can – you know, if you show me you've done six days a week for the last two years, I'm impressed. Yeah, definitely. And I, I definitely have had bouts of super intense training and then off the back of that too – have felt less enjoyment i have gotten better and i have sensed the skill acquisition and i'm like i'm telling everyone on the mat there's only a couple guys better than me and i've felt this level of progression but then i'm not happy Mm. it's it's strange and i think you probably find this with many things guys if any of you out there and this is we talked about this before this idea of attainment that i'll be happy when and that's actually not true that you get the thing and you're like still feeling dissatisfied yeah and whether it comes because you know you thought that something external makes you happy or you thought that other people's um adulation or acknowledgement or money or what whatever the bloody hell it is for you the process is the happiness if the process is all suffering and you you can't see join it then you you're probably approaching it the wrong way so if you've brought yourself to a point of a serious injury surgery level injury or maybe you've just got so many lumps and bumps like a bad ankle bad shoulder you know backs jacked up and you don't know how, how to approach this like how to work your way out the first point that i always work with any athlete or just any person who does jujitsu is at least one day a week minimum one i would say two is probably a better way to start you have to take time to restore your body so what are your practices for restoration? Like if you don't have any, then there's a problem here because you have a practice of destroying. Yeah. <laughs> you have, the, the, you have the, the, the strong mode, the breakdown mode, the thrash mode. Where's the rebuild? That's right. And it, it, this is very neglectful if you don't have it. So the thing that I usually start with most people is take – it doesn't have to be huge. It could be 20 minutes or half an hour where you're either uh, – say some people like a sauna, some people like to go for a swim – People might go for a bit of a walk. Doing something which is not competitive, um, it's not about attainment, it's not about achievement, you're literally doing something which is healthy for your body. And if you have specific injuries, that is where you're going to do your stretching, do your mobility, do your rehab. And really you should be doing that almost every single day, but you've got to start somewhere. Um, something to, to mention, I had a really good conversation with a fella during lockdown I don't remember his name, follows Bulletproof, yep. you know, follows our program, really loves it. Uh, he's a brown belt. He's a father of three kids, I think. Oh. Um, travels like – travels an hour to work like into the city. Wow. I think he lives down south, New South Wales. Hour into the city, works and travels back. Trains jiu-jitsu five days a week. Oh. Also goes to the gym five days a week. He squeezes them into his lunch – into his lunch times. Wow, that's big. Yeah, and he starts work really early. So he gets out of the house super early, jumps on a train, does weights for an hour, jiu-jitsu for like 90 minutes, sometimes two hours, and then back at work and then home. He asked me, what, what can I do to – he goes, I'm a fucking mess on the weekends. It's starting to affect my marriage because my wife is like, you're not here. Like you're here but you're not present. You're so tired. Kids want to play. You're not able to engage. And he's like, I feel it. Um, 
he said, what can I do? What training can I do to make it so I'm not so beaten up and I can move? And, and what he was looking for was how much bulletproof training should I do on top of my jiu-jitsu and, and gym work in order to be better on the weekend. Whoa, on top of? Yeah, and, that's, and, I, and I was like, once I understood that, I was like, oh, dude, no, you got it all wrong. You need to do less. Mm. Like you are just doing too much. And he, it, it was really hard for him to process because he's like, but I, like I, I'm really, I'm good with what I'm doing. It feels fine. He goes, I mean, yeah, by the time I get to Friday, I'm exhausted and the weekend I'm a mess, but I'm in a good groove with it, you know, and I'm competitive with all the other brown belts and I want to get my black belt and, you know, I'm, I'm lifting and I'm like, yeah, but it's, you're doing too much. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, there's some stuff that we could do, but if you go and add a bunch of more strength and more mobility work, you're only going to be digging the hole deeper. Mm. So I was like, you got to cut back on your jujitsu sessions and you got to cut back on the shit on the gym work yeah. and you got to try and get a bit more sleep. And, you know, and I could, he's like, wow, this is, he's like, this is going to be really hard for me. <laughs> and I'm like, it's hard. Like when you're in that groove mm. and you're in that mindset, it can be really tough. Um, but that's what it is, right? You yeah. have this, you have a maximum recoverable volume, yeah. which is the total amount of work you can do per week. Yep. And based on your lifestyle factors, other commitments and whatnot, you can't beat that shit. You can't yeah. hack it. You only have so much energy and you only have so much time. That's right. And so, you know, it's pretty non-negotiable. If you have kids and you have at work and you have a partner, all those things are going to take a certain amount of energy and a certain amount of time in order for them to grow, you know? And and that's the thing. I And this is tough. Like I'm, I'm saying this as someone who doesn't have children, but I, I would anticipate that at some point down the track I will have kids. And I How thought, dare you anticipate? Oh God! Well, you know, whatever. Oh, we'll adopt. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. If we if we don't, you know, have kids for whatever reason, we, we'll eventually. I need a I need a team of ninjas to train, <laughs> help me take over the world. But uh, what I was going to say to that is, I anticipate that when that time comes, my own priority steps back slightly. Yep. And I would actually be a terrible father if that wasn't the case. Yeah. You know, no, no, I'm, I'm holding the line here. No, I'm, I'm, I'm the focus. Yeah. yeah. Kid, kid look after itself. Yeah. You know, that's ridiculous. But I, I guess I would go a step further here when we're talking about people always want to add, right? And there's that, there's that concept of, you know, big rocks first. If you take all the sand, all the pebbles, all the big rocks, if you put the sand and the pebbles in, then the big rocks don't fit. So you go big rocks first, pebbles next, sand second, and it fills up. But here is the deal. It is very hard to put big rocks into a container if there is a lid on it which has only small holes in it. That's a handbrake. Oftentimes people's performance is limited by their handbrakes. So a handbrake might be a niggling issue that you're ignoring. A handbrake might be a lack of mobility in your shoulder which you're like, nah, but I just want to bench press. Okay, well, you better be ready for that surgery. A handbrake might be doing so much that your quality diminishes. Mm. You take the handbrake off, you can actually go forward. Yeah. And, and that actually requires removing something. And so many of the, the people that I listen to, whether it's a podcast, books I read, different things, people far smarter than me, better educated than me, are constantly talking about taking things away. Reducing things, and I am I am the classic example of someone who tries to do too much, and I already operate from a paradigm of reduction. So it's like God, how many people out there who have no idea about doing less but better are just going? But if I can just fit more in, you can't. 
So if we're going to get you back, if we're going to get you back on track for better jujitsu, feeling better in your body, just having a better quality of life, maybe a way that you can look at it, guys, um, is to actually go, what could be something that's holding me back? And if I can actually eliminate it or reduce it, I'll have more energy, I'll feel better, and then everything I'm doing will actually improve. What's your advice to the the you know young white belt blue belt up and coming loving the game who says to you you know who's got you know full time job and wants to go to the gym a couple of days a week like yeah. here at Jungle Brothers sure how many times and they say how many times should I be training what, what's your advice uh, I think that the test it's an experiment and I I played with this a little bit myself when I was doing full time in Brazil I started out training just once a day every day and then I did that for like a couple of weeks and it was kind of easy I could tolerate it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try two a days. But I did it for a week and then I couldn't train for three days. Doing six days twice a day was too much at that time. Mm-hmm. And then I had to pair it back and it, t- it took me a little while. It took me another month or two to get used to two a days. Then I was like, oh, I could do two a days plus gym. Blah, blah, blah. And you, you're going you're gonna to trial and error this. What I'd say is this. Our ratio or the ratio I think we've come to is – to make, make sure you've got enough time. If you can train jiu-jitsu three or four times a week, you can lift twice a week and do your mobility three times a week, four times a week. Like you'd want to pair your mobility with your jiu-jitsu and once that's a habit, it'll be pretty easy. If you can do that and you, you get to Sunday and you're feeling pretty good, hey, you, you could play with it. But if you've also got a social life, you like to, you know, hit out with the guys or the girls – you know, like maybe your jiu-jitsu club, they go for drinks on a Friday or whatever. If you have an active social life, that is also an allocation of energy. You need to get rid of that social life. <laughs> you need to Bless eliminate you. that yeah. and just live on at the gym on the mats. You just need a bean bag and a ghee and maybe a washer. <laughs> just turn into a meow brother. No, look, I, I, I think a lot of people out there are not thinking in terms of, they're like, how can I just fit jiu-jitsu into my life? Mm. More. More. And, and that, that is a difficult thing to do because you can only do so much of any given thing. If you really want to get good at jiu-jitsu, you are going to have to give up on a few other things. So if you are prepared to say, I'm not going to have a social life, I'm just going to train jiu-jitsu and my social activity is my jiu-jitsu circle, okay, that's fine. I don't think it's necessarily the healthiest approach. But you have to be able to come to the end of the week and still have normal function. If you get to the end of your week, it doesn't matter how much jiu-jitsu you've done, how much weight you've lifted, how much running, CrossFit, anything you're up to. If you get to Sunday and you're so smoked, all you can do is kind of lie on the couch, you're doing too much. Yeah. Even if you're young and you're keen, that is your, that's your litmus test. Yeah. Can you, can you get up on Sunday and do stuff? Or even on a Saturday, like how are you after five or six days of this? If you've got energy to go for a surf or go for a skate or, you know, like just get on with life, great. Young or old, you still need to leave a little bit in the tank for life. A good test there for folks because a lot of people are just not aware and not self-aware enough to know, No, right, if they're tired and whatnot and, and, and under-recovered. And I think uh, a good test that's, you know, always stuck in my mind, it's always worked for me, is if you have a sex drive or not. Oh, yeah. You know, like if you don't have a sex drive, that is one of the first like major signs that you are grossly under-recovered. Hormone suppression. Yeah, because your body just goes, I don't have units of energy to give towards reproduction right now, so we're shutting that down momentarily. 
And it's like that's a sign. Whereas if you got your, and, and this is for a lot of people, why they notice when they go on holidays, like, oh man, oh, a, a bit, bit of spare time, a bit randy again, yeah, hanging out. You know? And it's like <laughs> it's kind of what it should be, you know, more often than not. Yeah, I'm not going to say I got a sex drive all the time, but it's definitely <laughs> there most of the time. <laughs> but no, but this is actually a very good point, Joe. Uh, they actually, I think Poliquin said something. Now, Poliquin is a, a guy who was known for his supplementation of testosterone. He said, if you're a guy, and I, you know, I don't want any any woman listening to this to take this the wrong way because also um, lack of sexual drive in women can be a, an issue too through stress and and many other things dietary related issues but what Poliquin had said about guys is if you don't wake up in the morning and you've half got if you don't have if you don't get a boner by about eight o'clock like just naturally your testosterone is too low and that's diet exercise and recovery related mm. And the amount of dudes in the room who are just walking around like looking at each other, like, I, 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 what? Yeah, I, oh, I fuck haven't checked. I'll, uh, I'll take, I'll start yeah. taking some notice. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, bro. You know, <laughs> we all know. Yeah. But it, it, it was just a, it was an interesting thing because uh, peak testosterone for most men is just after sleep, growth hormone, everything's kicking in, is around that time when you would wake up seven or eight a.m. in the morning, six a.m. in the morning, whatever. And that that was something that he said, and it was kind of interesting thing to note and it's an interesting thing that you pointed out joe because this is never really discussed it's kind of like if your jiu-jitsu coach said to you do you get a boner each morning and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here yeah, yeah. what what is this fight sports but but no it's a it's a <laughs> <laughs> shots fired <laughs> um but no no it's a big one and uh, for people it's like you want to try to take a note of how you're recovering i put a post on the instagram a while ago saying like three signs that you're under-recovered. And one of them was everyone's an asshole all the time. Yeah. And that that speaks to what you were saying before where it's like – Do you know everyone thought that was my post? Did they? <laughs> they they, they yeah. were like, hey, bro, That's some take, shit a look in the, take a look in the mirror, son. Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? But it's if you, you know, if you find you're going through your day and you, you're irritated by everyone, that's a really good sign that you are under-recovered, you haven't slept enough. Correct. Because you have this fucking filter on where life is just difficult and hard. And it's okay when you get to the gym, when you get to jits, but everything outside of that is shit. And that's like, man, that's not how you want to be living. No. So this recovery piece is there's, you know, there's, there's signs and we speak, you know, we speak on this stuff quite often about what those signs are, but there's a couple of really key ones there. I think for people listening who are early on in that journey, you, going back to um, your recommendation of like three to four sessions, I personally think three sessions is a great starting point. I don't think that's going to make a BJJ frother happy. Maybe like, not, but I, know, but I would you. argue it's every it's every other day, and I think it's a great starting point because it's like, well, look, you can you can put it into your schedule three times a week. It's every other day. There's like a two day break there somewhere, but it's enough for you to acquire skill. But maybe even an open mat or drilling on a Saturday, if you're doing the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know myself. I don't feel like three. Like just myself. Yeah, right. Doesn't feel like <sighs> enough. Three doesn't feel enough. And whatever, maybe that's just FOMO in my head as well because I'm so I am so conditioned to want to be in the gym and train every day, like just on an obsession level. Yeah. But um, yeah, but no, I, I I think definitely there's plenty of people who are doing five, six, seven sessions in a week and then taking a week off. Yeah. You see it all the time. And I mean, I and we've you know I've spoken, we've spoken with countless people who are very early on in the journey who really don't have a, a great grasp of jujitsu yet who are already tired and burned out and training six times a week. And it's like, why are you doing that? Mm. Like you are not in a position to – like you're just turning up to the gym for the sake of being there to try and 
impress your coach or some shit. Like you are not getting better. No. Get a little bit more sleep, train a little bit less and you will progress faster. And, you know, ultimately the journey will be, you know, enhanced. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm with you there, Joe. And the thing that I always try and remind myself is less but better. And then on that, what would this look like if it was easy? Like, you know, we always look at like, how can we make it harder? How can I do more? It's like, could I get a really good result if I just did a bit less? And this isn't about being lazy. This is about being efficient. And if you could get stronger by lifting less sessions, wouldn't you? But that's going to take a particular type of knowledge and you've got to work it out. You, you have to work out what works for you. And if you know right now what you're doing isn't working for you, reach out to us. Hit us up. That's why we do this thing. We want to help you guys. So there's a few, few key takeaways there. And I, I think ultimately if you are really banged up right now, if you, you are feeling injured and you're not sure what to do next, the key thing here is getting a good idea of where you're at now, seeing if those injuries need attention from a physio. Maybe you need surgery and that's something you do need to confront because the longer you leave it, the worse it's going to get. And then the next step is maybe going and seeing a physical therapist, like getting like a massage or potentially you need a trainer to assist you with some of these health and life things practically because maybe you need that external accountability. And I know for a lot of people out there, having someone to tell them what to do directly is helpful. So as a BJJ person, you might you maybe want to look outside of your coach and go to someone who has a good grounding in what's healthy, what's good in terms of just managing your life and just having that accountability partner. It might even be a training partner. You might even have someone at your gym you say, hey, Hey, dude, could we, could we be like accountability buddies on just not wrecking ourselves? That's, that's what I'd recommend. Hey, James, I'm not going to show up tonight. How about you? <laughs> yeah, me neither. Thanks, accountability buddy. <laughs> See you on the internet. <laughs> and then I sneak to training anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fake Where'd you get out? that fucking stripe, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you need help with the training, uh, we, can't, we can't give you the one-to-one accountability in the same way that someone can in a face-to-face setting. But – you can connect with us. You can get, if you train in our program, bulletproof program. You get all the strength and mobility work you need. It's based on the less but better approach. You can connect with us through the WhatsApp, through the Facebook, through the Instagram. We'll help you through the program. So get on board, bulletproofbjj.com. If you want some help, by the time you're hearing this, our new and latest program will have dropped. Oof. It's a hybrid program: strength and mobility in the one. It's called Standards. It's fucking dope. Get on it. Yes, indeed. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, JT. Peace.